0: up everyone it's the cheat sheet number 12 it's the 12th edition of the cheat sheet and this week i thought i'd do a draft board update before we get into you know the whole team's tournament that's coming up we've got three matches dropping this week and it's about three matches this week next week and the following week it's it's a lot it's the team's tournament it's going to decide who's going to face the founding fathers at the showdown spectacular on december 7th and uh, I'm pretty excited for this tournament. There's a lot of good teams, some newer teams, young teams. We'll see what they can do. But going into next year, as we've all known for quite some time, we're going to have a draft. And there's going to be ten managers. We know nine of them. Nine of them seem to be confirmed. There's one more still out there that needs to be confirmed. And then, uh, But they're going to draft up, up to ten players for their roster um, sometime in January next year. And a couple of weeks ago I did go through uh, a, a draft board as, as I see it um, in terms of player rankings and, and where they sit amongst everybody else, right? So I went in and did that again, but I, I went back uh, – I think this was last week or the week before where I, I looked at a, a hypothetical point system that will be used next year. And that will help determine uh, a manager's roster, you know, how good they are. If a win is one point, a title win might be three or four points, whatever the case may be. I, I don't know the specifics, so I just made up a hypothetical system. And then I applied that system to the past, uh, to 2017, 2018, and this year, and see where everybody kind of lies on, on kind of like a ranking, a points ranking. And I used that to basically make this new board. Um, and it's, I don't know if it's too different, but it still seems similar. But I use, like I said, I used that ranking system to kind of project a little bit what I think might happen next year. So let's go ahead and watch the uh, one through 20, my first one through 20. Uh, number one, I still have Deanne Merle. Two, I have Mike Kalinowski. Number three is William Bibiani. Number four, Ben Bateman. Number five, I have, you see right there, Ethan Irwin. He's had a down year. He's one in three. He's only won one match, and that was against Haley Fouch out in New York. Uh, but he's had a tough, tough year. Um, but I still think he's going to bounce back. I have Paul Yem at number six. And why do I have Paul at number six, even though he's undefeated? He's six and oh. Uh, that's because he's. He's had a long run this year to get to the belt, and he successfully defended it once. Um, the The reason is he's not going to have, I think, as long of a road to get to the title if he were to lose it at Spectacular or if he were to lose it sometime next year. I think he's only like one or two matches away from maybe getting back into contention for the belt. I mean, he he will have defended it once, and he was on a six-zero run. So if he lost it at spectacular, I think he he's not going to fall anywhere out of the top five. I mean, he probably should wind up in the top three. Uh, so I don't think he's going to have a long road to get to the title shot, which means less less opportunities for wins, less opportunities for points. Also, um, his partner as of now is Eric Zipper. He he he's good, but. He's not quite the best um, – hold on here a second. I had the wrong board up there. There we go. And so there we go. Um, you look at Dan Merrill's teammate, John Roca. I think he's better than Eric Zipper. Mike Kalinowski with Chance. I think Chance better than um, Eric Zipper. William Babiani has Brendan Meyer. I think Meyer is – Better than zip. Ben Bateman has Mark Riley, I think. You know, so Ethan Irwin, same thing. So I think uh, when you look at the teammates and how they could be attached to each other. Now I don't know if Paul and Eric Zipper will be attached uh, come uh, the draft time, but I think um, it'll be interesting to see where they lie. And if they do good, it could change Paul's. It's interesting if Paul was was to not be attached to Eric Zipper. I think I would move him up maybe a slot or two, um, maybe even above Ethan Irwin uh, just because Ethan had a – it's hard because Ethan played has played so well. He's like 83% on the year even though he has one win. It's crazy. Uh, let me just look at the, the chat here real quick. Brandon says, tell me the bad news, frankly, <laughs> and me. Uh you're on the second board. I'll tell you that. Uh, Brianne says, please tell me the reasons Brandon Handel will be the first IG player. Sure, and the answer because everyone wants the hot man on their team. Well, they wouldn't – did I put him on the board? Did I leave him off? We'll, we'll find out. Uh, but also you see uh, the poll up here. Which which title match are you most excited for? I'm curious what everyone uh, – we pretty much know all the matchups at this point except for singles and, uh, the, and the teams – um, but I, I'm just curious what what people are thinking right now. So go ahead and and click on that uh, that poll if you would. Getting back to the list here, number seven, I left off Jeff Snyder. Uh, he's sneaky good. His is Andrico, and I have Andrico at 10. You see Roca and Chancellor at 8 and 9. Uh, the left side here, or the right side, 11 through 20. Brendan Meyer, Paul Preston, Drew McQueenie. I would like to have Drew a little bit higher, but I just don't know how much he's going to compete, whether in singles or in teams. Uh, I'm not quite sure, so he kind of seems like he's only dabbling in one league and not the other. Uh, it's hard to tell. Janine, there at number fourteen, has got a great partner in Ethan Irwin. She's had kind of a, a rough year when it comes to the final round, and their five pointers have really just just. It's, she's kind of getting, she's kind of going through what Bibiani went through a couple seasons ago. Uh, so hopefully next year she turns it around. That'd be, I think she can. Um, Lon Harris is someone who I just he has the knowledge there. I don't know why why, it, but it is what it is. Mark Riley. Hasn't really done a whole lot this year. it be interesting to see what he does in the team's tournament and how well he plays. We know Ben's been playing really good as of late, so will that rub off on Mark Riley? We'll have to see, and then his ranking could go up in here. But let me get right back to Kalinowski for a second. I have him at number two because he is uh, the lone triple threat. I mean, I've said you know Eric Zipper is a low-key triple threat. He can play in all three divisions. Uh, to varying degrees of success um, but Mike Kalinowski, we know he's obviously his current energy champion. He was uh, the team champion with chance until they lost to founding fathers and singles he had a, a glimmer of a hope of a chance at the singles title uh, facing Jeff Snyder. He got really close, but it didn't happen for him. Um, and he had a- another shot at the team's turn or I'm sorry the singles tournament. And he ran into John Rocha. Um, And, you know, I've said in weeks past that he's been running on a bit of luck, uh, especially with James Bond uh, helping him out in, in some key matches, specifically, really, in teams, when he had the number one contender match against Corruption, or Corruption versus Founding Fathers, they spun Bond, and then they got Bond again against Shire Wolves, and then both times, Kanowski faced Janine, he got Bond, and even also had the help of opponent's choice in the match, so he's had some good things go his way, and you put that together with how great he's been in the first round, It makes a lot of sense that in teams and in singles he would go on these little runs, more so with teams obviously, than he did with singles. Um, But with that even being said, I don't know that you can replicate that kind of luck that Mike's uh, been taking advantage of. And I don't know that he's going to play all that much in singles next year. Just look at the competition in singles. It is stacked. Dan Merle... Bibiani, Ben Bayman, Ethan Irwin, Paul Yama, Chance, Andrejko, Snyder, Brendan Meyer. I mean, Drew McWheeney, if, if he gets things rolling, same thing with Lon Harris or Riley. I mean, that is a stacked group, and while I think Kalinowski can hang with a lot of them, I just don't know that it's worth his time, given that it's so jam-packed at the top. Whereas with teams, he has a, it's a bit of a upper hand against most teams, I think, or a lot of the teams. Um, We know that Corruption can beat Founding Fathers. They've done it twice. Um, I think they can beat any team right now in the league, um, or at least give a lot of teams a run for their money. And I think they would still come out on top majority of the time. And so I think a lot of his time will be focused on Intergeekdom, obviously. And if he's going to choose between singles and teams... He should choose teams, and I think that's when you'll see Chance, pl- probably play a little bit more in singles because he got he's gotten some rough matchups uh, the past couple of seasons against Bibiani and Ethan Irwin. Um, you know he had a good win against Janine to open the year, but after that it's been very very tough matchups. Um, it'll be interesting to see him maybe gain a couple wins and then hit the upper echelon of the singles division and see what he can do. Because I think he will have – he's got a path for a title shot. And I think when you look at next year, and if you're drafting, you want to focus on players that are going to have paths in front of them. And a Chance will have a singles path in front of him for sure, I think. Um, Kalinowski, I, I don't know that he would need to take advantage of a path in singles when he can just focus on teams that or geekdom. And, and rack up the wins that way. Chance, I know there's been talk that he could play more in Inter-Geekdom. That remains to be seen, uh, so it would be interesting. Um, let's see. I, actually, I want to post this uh, this other other poll. Who do you think should be the number one pick uh, overall? So go ahead and vote on that one. I'm curious to see because I have Dan Merle and it's not hard to argue for that except for the fact he doesn't play Intergeekdom, although we have had whispers that he might entertain Intergeekdom. I even asked him on the rundown uh, a few months ago, and he said never say never, Been hearing little whispers here and there. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but but that's kind of regardless, because he's really focused on singles and teams, and if he just does that, he's former singles champ, current teams champ, and Founding Fathers and John Rocha specifically have, seem to have found a rhythm, so it, it'll be interesting if they can carry that into Spectacular first and then into next season. Um, but then you see here on the the lower part of 15 through 20, uh, Lon Harris, Mark Riley, Liz Shannon Miller, Stacy Howard, Kevin Smets, and Andrew Guy at number 20. Why do I have Andrew Guy at number 20? Because I think he'll play mostly with teams, and he's got a great partner in Drew McQueenie, uh, and I think they can do some damage. Uh, yes, they're like 3-0 and right now heading into the team's tournament, but they have a high accuracy rate. It's one thing if you're 3-0 and, and you're dwindling around like 65%, you go, maybe that's a bit of fool's gold. But with 3-0 and and a high accuracy rate, Drew and Andrew, Andrew Guy, they've played really well, and I, I don't think that's a fluke. So I think they're going to be a strong force in the team's tournament. Uh, we'll see what happens, uh, but that's why I have Drew at number twenty, even though he's not like the greatest singles player. He can have flashes, obviously, uh, but I think he's just more suited to the team game, especially with a guy like Drew. Uh, Kevin Smith's at nineteen, I got him put him there because he's he's really gone on a strong run in Intergitum. Now, do I if he doesn't win at Spectacular? Um, I think he will have another path to the title. Intergeekdom is different because the path isn't as long, unless there's a tournament next year, which I don't know if that'll happen or not. We don't have one this year. Uh, I don't. Maybe we'll get one next year. Who knows? Uh, it's a lot. Tournaments are there's a there's a lot. That's a lot of matches. You know, we, singles, teams, and intergeekdom. That's that's a lot. So, uh, but Smatz, I think he will If he doesn't win at spectacular, he'll still have a shot uh at a a nice little run it will be tough because he'll probably be facing the likes uh, of Mara or Brandon Hanna or Chandru again right or Kalinowski in that top it's it's kind of exclusive right now but it's very very tough but Smets you look at his accuracy rate uh if he could just get some uh you know I think he took a big step forward against Chandru and kind of squashing um, the pressure in terms of answering five-pointers, being calm and collected under that kind of situation. Um, But that aside, I think he'll definitely have a strong shot. If he doesn't win at Spectacular, uh, a strong shot again at the belt probably fairly early on in uh, the beginning of 2020. Uh, So let me go ahead and switch over to... Uh, the next board here, uh, the lower, like I only did 21 through 40, so let's see here. All uh, right, yeah, 21, I got Mara Kanapig. It was revealed that she's going to have a title shot to start off 2020. Now, you could argue she should be higher. I, I wouldn't really have a problem with that, um, but I have her at 21 If, because, if not, because she hasn't played in a whole year. I don't know what the level of our play is like I would like to think it's high uh with so much time off but you really never know until they play I got Chandru right there uh ahead of Brandon Hanna and I'm sorry buddy but Chandru did uh beat you recently so I think it only makes a tiny bit of sense that he's one spot ahead of you um and then you have Eric Zipper Whitney Seibel Tim Franco Tom Ryman, who as we know is just Tom from the Looney Bin. Now I have him at twenty-seven because yes, he's only played one match, um, but I just hear crazy things about this guy. Like you haven't seen anything yet, one match. You know, it's crazy good. So I'm going to have him right there at number uh, at number twenty-seven. Um, See here. Uh, can we please have the draft on the same day as the award so everyone can be dressed so nicely when they are drafted? That would be nice, Brianne. Um But, yeah, then I have 28, uh, Adam lavic He could be a sneaky uh, triple threat as well. I think he's well-versed in just general movie knowledge. Um, and, obviously, he's playing in our geekdom currently. Uh, he did enter the league with uh, Superhero News with Hector Navarro in teams. They had some... Flashes here and there, but I think Adam, if you know, if he goes, I have him right. That's a, if it's twenty eighth, then he's a late second round pick. You get him late second round, early third round. I think that's a great guy to kind of be like a quote unquote platoon player, where you can kind of, if you need someone in uh, in singles or in teams, you know, it's not like there's a major drop off. I think he'll still give you some good value for as a team, as a teammate, or even if you need him for a, a single spot. Um, a singles match, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes and if people value kind of um, the platoon type of player that he could be for a roster. So it'll be interesting. Haley Fauche at twenty nine. I think I, I don't foresee Scream Queens being together next year. Uh, she'd be a good teammate to have uh, on your team. Highly knowledgeable. Just it's the the stage aspect, the performance aspect that she's getting used to. I would. Like to think she takes a little bit of a jump in that direction next year. She still got the knowledge, and at the end of the day, um, that 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 can help you go a long way. Just depending on the setting for her, I guess right now. Uh, but I still have a lot of faith in her knowledge, and that she can be a very good player in this league. So uh, she could be a great um, late round pick, uh, if you will. David Del Rio at number thirty, and then we get to Emily Rose Jacobson. Uh, I expect to see a pretty good come back from her in Inner Geekdom. She can be one of those sneaky players that, because she she's so low right now in the rankings in Inner Geekdom, that she'll have maybe two or three, possibly four matches lined up for her, and she can rattle off some wins and, and give you two to three points. Um, even though her c- past couple of matches have shown she wasn't, she didn't perform that great, although she did get better from her first or her second match, so there is a progression there in terms of familiarity with the league and the game and i think that'll probably continue so she'll face maybe like a david moore or, or something like that uh, or maybe a jared haven if he has time uh to get a win or two under her belt it'll be interesting to see um let's see james pence here rachel should be way higher in the next ranking her record isn't indicative of her skill well uh james sure you could point to the to her schedule or to her um record but also the the accuracy rate isn't also as great if she was in the 70 percentile i i would have no problem with that but given the fact that she's had limited time there's not so much to go on uh we know she's really good at kevin smith um so maybe by time let's see we'll, we'll see what happens in the tournament and see how well she plays there it certainly could bump up between 21 and 30 um Right now, I I, just, I don't see cracking the top twenty uh, any of these players except for maybe uh, Tim Franco, Tom Ryman, because um, they'll have some time in the team's tournament. Even even Whitney Seibel or Eric Zipper, depending how loose cans play. So there, there's there's um, there's room for improvement, obviously, and there's they're gonna they're gonna have their chance to bump up at least in my rankings uh, through the team tournament and just see how well they play. Uh, Elliot Dubier and Josh McCuga I gotta have 33 and 34 just because they're the dupe I mean well, berries. I mean come on um, video drew there at 35 Adam wit I, I I've talked to Paul and he says you know Adam in his single showing he's much better than than he displayed there I believe him so that's why I'll ha- I'll put Adam there at 36 even with one showing um that wasn't that great but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there Hector Navarro at 37 why I don't really know if he's gonna play next year uh, I've said this before I really don't know he's good um he had a not a great showing against Kevin Smets um I don't even know if he'll play next year but I, I had to put him there just in case he does because he is a dangerous opponent and that's someone that you know Emily Rose could 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 face um and it'd be a big win for her then I got Keaton Markey there Um, you know, she has a winner, her win under her belt, so she could, let's see what happens in the off season when she comes back. Same thing with David Moore. And then I have Devon Stewart there at number 40, simply because everybody else that I was looking at, um, you know, hasn't really done much, but he's shown some flashes here and there. Uh, so I put him at number 40. Um, yeah, so it's, this is my top 40, um, and, and. Everyone will have their opinion, obviously. There's really no great way to to accurately rank anybody. It's more of opinion and I understand that. And that's kind of went into this as well. Um but I do have one more poll here. Let's see here. Who is the stronger team going into twenty twenty? I'm gonna put that one up. Um and uh looking at the poll though for number one pick overall, I see Dan Merle with sixty seven percent. Mike Kalinowski and 33. Nobody else voted for Bibbs or Bateman. Cool, Um, but the other. uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's see what was the other poll that I saw here. Uh, Which title match are you most excited for? Everyone was looking at Intergitam, but that could only just been because one person voted. I don't know. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Eric Frederick says she gave Roka all he could handle. Yeah. It wasn't good enough. So, um, and and Roka, you know, he beat Kalinowski. He played fantastic in in teams. Um, you know, perfect round. So, and Roka's a veteran, you know, and there's a lot to be said for experience. There really is. Um, I understand you guys like Rachel Silvestrini and I get it. Um, but I'm also just looking at the numbers as well. Um, James Spence, who is Tom Ryman? I only know Tom. Fair, that's fair. Most people only know him uh, as Tom as well. Uh, thank you for voting, Brienne. And uh, so, it's just quick and uh, quick and easy list here. I will post this on the showdownlive.com under the Draft HQ section. Um, it's you know you can go over there actually, and I have a template for the draft board your own draft board if you want to if you're doing fantasy drafts next year for uh the mts um you can use that board if you want you can download it also over there the team brackets uh don't the downloadable form you probably should have gotten that because the team tournament technically started today at least on patreon it went up so um that's pretty much it that's pretty much it for uh this episode of the cheat sheet um not much else going on uh it's gonna be a crazy week, though, with all these team uh, team matches. You got three coming down the pike. Um, it's gonna be great. hope Everyone's looking forward to it, and uh, I don't know I'm trying to think what I'm gonna do next week. I think what I want to do is—I don't—I think I kind of want to do some something you know awards based. I think kind of who I think are in the running, not who I think is going to win, but like maybe like my top three for each category. I don't know. We'll see. That'll be next week. All right, guys. See you later.